better watch your microaggressions, bro. The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead. Oh, I watch them. I watch them a lot. Coming to you from the Carter Subaru Studio. Welcome to our top stories this hour. Coming up in just a few minutes. I'm going to talk with the state rep. Jay Inslee is going full-blown dictatorial on us. He puts the first three letters in dictatorial. I don't even know what that means. Uh, But Jay Inslee, you know, we had almost a 1,000 days of emergency powers where he had all this control over our lives, extra constitutional control. He wasn't bound by the normal checks and balances the governor is bound by. Now, Jay Inslee, he wants to start putting up wind and solar farms all over central and eastern Washington. Because he doesn't care about those people. They don't vote for him. So he just doesn't care. So a state rep who I'm going to talk to, he passed a bill and said, hey, can we you know, hear what the public thinks about this and what the environmental impact statement is? Because those wind farms, they're... They're, they're okay. <laughs> I've driven through the wind farms. If you go from Ontario, California, down into the Coachella Valley, lots of wind farms. They kill a lot of birds. They don't move that fast. I don't understand how the birds get killed, but they do. I know that they get killed. And then the solar panels, you pop a big, ugly grid somewhere. Well, Jay Inslee vetoed. The part where the public gets to have some say on this. Because he wants to be a dictator. Now, he vetoed it. He says, no, we're not going to allow any nimbyism, not in my backyard. So he's going to decide himself where these wind and solar farms are going to go. Now, the reason this is important is because the people over there care about their land. And, you know, I've mentioned many times that uh, my favorite place geographically, um, geologically would be more accurate, is the Columbia River and the canyon walls that rise from the Columbia River. Uh, There's just no place in my life ever where I feel more spiritual than when I'm all by myself way up the middle of the river, just floating down and looking at the those canyon walls. I just, oh. And I don't know why. I can't explain. I just know. I just I just have a knowing about it. And Jay Inslee wants to you start plastering these wind farms and solar panels all over. And we're going to talk about that. In just a couple of minutes, my guest is going to join me. Uh, Will Smith is speaking out for one of the first times since he slapped Chris Rock. He went on Trevor Noah's show last night. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a horrific night, uh, as you can imagine. Um, you know, there's many nuances and, and complexities to it, you know, um, but at the end of the day, I just, I lost it, you know? And I guess what I would say, you just never know what somebody's going through. In the, in the audience right now, you know, you're sitting next to uh, strangers and somebody's mother died last week. 
somebody's child is sick, somebody just lost their job, somebody just found out their spouse cheated, you know, there's, it's like there's all these things and these, there's strangers and you just don't know what's going on with people. And there's, I was going through something that night. And not that that, you know, justifies my behavior yeah, at all. No, I would just say, you know, you're asking, what did I learn? And it's that we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, I've gone through a lot of things. I haven't walked up and punched a guy in the face because of it. You, you know, it was a lot of things. It was the, the, the little boy that watched his father beat up his mother. You know, it's, uh, you know, all of that just bubbled up. No, oh, he's a victim. Uh, okay, all right, Will Smith. I always thought Will Smith was a cool guy till that. But uh, his box office, is, he's got a new movie, and it's suffering at the box office because of this. You just don't know what's going on with people, you know. And there's, I was going through something that night, you know. And... Uh, not that that, you know, justifies my behavior yeah, at all. No, I would just say, you know, you're asking, what did I learn? And it's that um, we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like, it's hard. And I guess the thing that was most painful for me is I took my heart and made it hard for other people. You know, right. and it's like I understood the idea where they say hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And how long did he rehearse all this? He's a victim. He was going through stuff. And then he got emotional. He had stayed up late to see his Uncle Will, you know. And we're sitting in my kitchen, and he's on my lap, and he's holding the Oscar. And he's just like, why did you hit that man, Uncle Will? You know, damn it. Damn, you're, you're. Why are you trying to Oprah me? <laughs> What's that audience? Oh, they applaud for him. He punched a man. He, he sucker punched a man. Jeez, amazing. All right, with all that is mere prelude, I got somebody to talk to here. Let's get to the big lead. The big lead, top story. Well, up until late October, Jay Inslee had almost a thousand days of emergency powers running the state of Washington, which gave him extra constitutional powers. He was not subject to the usual checks and balances that keep a representative democracy, a constitutional uh, democracy uh, in check. And. A lot of us wondered, it was my theory, as you know, that the last two and a half years were primarily about saying, how much are we going to take? How much are we going to let them tell us when we can go to church, when we can go get a haircut, what our kids have to wear on their face, when the kids can play with their friends? And it's shocking that we gave up so many rights so quickly. Something really interesting is happening right now. Jay Inslee, as you know, is obsessed with alternative energy, he wants to put giant wind and solar farms, primarily in central and eastern Washington. Of course, the people who live in those areas have concerns, but Jay Inslee has essentially said he couldn't possibly care less about citizen concerns. One of the lawmakers in that neck of the woods is Mark Clicker, state representative. He joins us here on the Dory Monson Show. Representative, good to talk to you this afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on there, Dory. 
So you, because of the concerns that many of your constituents have, uh, and before we talk about your bill, just tell me, what are the concerns? What are you hearing from the, the people of central and eastern Washington? You know, it's been kind of a groundswell over the last few years. Uh, the push for green energy uh, is kind of been the, the anchor of that, that concern. Uh, eastern Washington is wide open ground and a majority of the, the landscape. And uh, unfortunately, uh, desire to put uh, wind turbines and solar farms in the area uh, is, is very appetizing. And so that's kind of where so many of these wind turbines and, and solar farms are being located. Unfortunately, they're being located now. Uh, the proposed sites are now being proposed, you know, right into uh, uh, the populated areas. Uh, and, and they're being just, it's really kind of an un unbalanced situation. So a uh, majority of the green energy almost Probably I can't say how what the percentage, but a majority of it is being produced in eastern Washington, and right. and uh, you have I think there's I think there's uh, eleven counties in eastern Washington that are producing one to five percent uh, each of renewable energy. There are three western counties uh, producing uh, one to five percent, and that's uh, Whatcom, Cowlitz, and Lewis counties. But all the rest are all central eastern Washington counties, right. populated areas. Well, and, and what's and, such a shame about this is no, none of us can explain why a certain place geographically resonates with our soul. But uh, my wife and I, we used to have a place on the Columbia River in Lincoln County, in uh, Douglas County, rather. And that is my spiritual place. I love everything about the river and the topography and the craggy canyon walls. And if any of these areas were dotted with... Uh, wind turbines or or solar panels, it destroys the beauty of the place. So, as a lawmaker, you did something that's really tough for a Republican to do these days in our state. You got a bill passed on a bipartisan level that said before they start putting these large energy farms in any place, that the people who are going to be affected in that area should have some say-so, and you should study the impact. That that essentially is what your bill said, right? Yes, exactly. And and I and there are two things on that. First of all, you know, it ignores uh, it ignores uh, the ESA, the uh, Endangered Species Act. Uh, they they ignore the step shrub. Uh, you know, there there's an ecosystem throughout the whole eastern Washington, central Washington that they sure. ignore. Uh, it ignores the endangered species, endangered birds. Uh, with all that, but but they're pushing ahead. And my bill that I had originally was HB 1871. What that bill did was to put a moratorium uh, on any new proposed siting, at least till December 2023, that would uh, just put together a legislative task force that, that would allow us to look basically at a 30-year blueprint of where we want to uh, site green energy sites. Not right. necessarily. But what's the impact going to be? Right, not necessarily yeah. anybody against putting these sites in, but where are they? Gonna, how is it going to affect the custom, culture, and economic stability of a of a of a local government uh, of a county? Right, and, and like I said, it's tough for a Republican to get a bipartisan bill passed, but you did. The bill passed. So what happened when it landed on Jay Inslee's desk for his signature? Well, what was so sad is is we took our language. My bill, 1871, made it just to exec executive session, and and we were cut, it was cut off. 
And so it didn't even get out of uh, to vote. Uh, so what we did is we took language from my bill, took out the moratorium, and made it possible where we could do the same thing, do a study, include community involvement, and 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 look at the sightings. And we worked. Get this: we worked with the government, the governor's office. We worked with both the Senate and the House. We passed the bill, and this is why we feel they played us because. After he signed HB 1812, he vetoed out sections 19 through 22, which is the language we had negotiated. That was a great language and great bill, and they laughed about it on TVW. And and that's that's the part. And, and the problem is, we need to build partnerships. We need to work together, and then you turn around and you do that. And and yeah. uh, that was just to get get it through, make us feel good, and then he's going to veto it anyway. That. That's not how you work. It's got to be one state. We've got to work together. And that's not what, what was happening. Well, Jay Inslee, like I said, his emergency powers tipped off where he is now as a supposed leader. He wants to be. He wants to have unchecked power. So two weeks ago, he goes to Egypt to speak yep. to a climate conference. And he essentially told them that the only opinion that matters on where to put these wind and solar farms is Jay Inslee's. He said the citizens should not have the right of due process if they oppose these facilities, Uh, even, like you said, even if it threatens the habitat of threatened species or reduces farming land. Uh, This guy, and Jay Inslee and I used to have a great relationship, but what I have seen evolve, especially over the last three years, is a guy who seems to have gone really mad with power. And I find this to be really disturbing, Representative. You know, after the governor has came back, after he came back from Egypt, pushing FSEC, wanting to, to do what he wants to do, uh, we were classified, uh, I guess, as uh, NIMBYism or NIMBYs, and because and, uh, we're pushing back. But, but the problem is, is we are producing majority of the green energy in the state in rural Washington, and and we're producing it for Snohomish, King, Pierce uh, counties, and, and the counties that that need it, and 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 that's great. They need it, but but the problem is, after after a while, enough is enough. We need to look because we don't want our view sheds, our environment being being disturbed to a point where it's it's going to hurt the ecosystem around us. And and so yeah, we have to we have to find balance and. And so that's why it's really frustrating when you're being accused of that, and and uh, that that's not working together. Well, the governor seems to have contempt for uh, the eastern half of the state. Uh, the eastern half doesn't vote for him in the majority. He knows he doesn't need them to win, and if he has to be dictatorial over the eastern part of the state, then that's what he's going to do, it appears. And uh, it seems like a pretty lousy way to run a, a state and to run a governor's office, but... That's what we have right now. So uh, real quick, we just have a few seconds. What's next now? What recourse do you have? We have to build a partnership. We have to We have to work. I, I, I've got an olive branch out there to work with, with the governor's office. We've got to find a way to do it and, and work with, with both sides of the aisle. We can do this. We can, we can make it happen. But things have to change. I'm hoping uh, since we're, we're not going to have a, a COVID two-session two uh, two COVID issue, uh, we might be able to do it. Uh, I really want to see the people to, and if they need to understand, I've got maps. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, 
uh, different graphs that really can uh, can show what what it would look like and and everything from shoreline down to Kent with a, yeah. a new proposed wind farm. We really they need to understand what we're up against because it yeah. can happen it's, to all of us, uh, not just us in rural it, Washington. It, it at least needs to be discussed with the people who live. And make their lives over there. Well, I appreciate you keeping up the fight, Representative. And please keep me posted on any developments. Thank you, Dory. We'll stay in touch. Yes, we will. All right, State Representative Mark Clicker joining us. And while I'm talking with the State Rep, you know, I was talking about all the birds that are killed. Listener Mitch sent me a link. According to German zoologists, they believe that the wind generators in Germany have killed 200,000 bats a year. Bats are very cool creatures. And if they're killing the bats, that's not good. Uh, But they say it it could be as many as a million. But they can, with certainty, say 200,000 bats. Uh, Germany has nearly 30,000 onshore wind turbines. And those are the ones killing the bats. I have I've been at a park in Germany right on the North Sea. We came across from Copenhagen once, and uh, we had a picnic. And, man, out in the North Sea, they had all those wind turbine generators out there, too. And it was a gray, kind of chilly day. It's about 50 degrees gray. Uh, we had just arrived in Europe. Uh, it was, yeah, I was tired, it was, and the the noise those wind turbines make. It's eerie. And then, okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make the transition, but the way Inslee's trying to do this is just insane. All right, all of that is your big lead this hour. The Big Lead on Cairo Radio. They do a pretty good wind turbine. Okay, we're going to check the news for you here at the bottom of the hour. And then, how did this guy stay employed by the state of Washington when they knew he had 18 past felonies before they hired him and five new felonies after they hired him? And they kept him on to steal from the most vulnerable. It's an amazing story. It's coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. Hey, Nicole, have you been watching the text line? Yes, I have been watching the text line. Mm-hmm. You see, see who's available for Friday? Uh, I'm guessing kangaroo somebody- farmer. Kangaroo farmer. Oh, uh, kangaroo farmer. Friday. I don't see that one. Look at one uh, thirty-four p.m. Okay, I did see that the kangaroo farm in Arlington is closed until August. So. This guy's in Arlington. Who contacted us? He contacted us. All right. Well, maybe he wants he to come close. on. He wants to talk to me. He wants okay. to talk roo with me, and that's what I want. Okay. For Friday. I'm I very excited now. about mm-hmm, this. Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, uh, there's a story that is just absolutely unbelievable. We cover unbelievable stories all the time. But this one, it takes it to a new level. They've kicked it up a notch. It's a story of a guy who was hired by Western State Hospital. 
And uh, great job by the Tacoma News Tribune for covering this. Uh, Sean Robinson, the reporter on it. Brandy Cruz wrote about it. Uh, the guy's name is Mark James. Mark James was a 22-time felon when he was hired by Western State Hospital. Now, Western State was in such disrepair, it was decertified under Jay Inslee's lack of leadership. And it sounds like things are not getting much better there. So they hired a 22-time felon to work with the vulnerable patients at our state mental hospital. And 13 days he was hired after being booked on a fugitive warrant. And they knew about it. The state of Washington, Western State Hospital, they knew about this guy's criminal background. Six days before he was hired, he was booked on a new felony charge. And then, after Mark James was hired by Western State Hospital, he was convicted of five more felonies. And once again, the state of Washington knew about these convictions, but his supervisor wrote a letter saying that he's an exemplary employee. So 22 prior felonies. It's not easy to get felonies. you got to be pretty bad to get a felony. 22 priors before getting hired, five felonies after getting hired, and then they find out that this outstanding citizen while at Western State, was stealing money, according to documents, from the accounts of the most severely developmentally disabled patients who are there. They get a little account so they can you know, buy some cookies or soda pop or, or stuff like that. And Mark James allegedly was stealing money from the accounts of the most severely developmentally disabled at Western State. So what did the hospital do after that? I mean, you know, 22 prior felonies. We'll overlook that. Five new felonies since being hired. We'll overlook that. But you can't tolerate somebody stealing from accounts of the most developmentally disabled, right? No, you see, this is the state of Washington. And he was just reassigned to a different job at Western State Hospital for seven months. And then he resigned on his own and for stealing from patients. He never faced criminal charges because the prosecutors said that the developmentally disabled people were not going to be able to get on the witness stand. Oh, and there's more. When he was hired, the job paid about $42,000 a year. When he finally left three years later, he was making $118,000 a year. How can this be? How can you get your salary tripled while you are committing felony after felony and stealing from patients? Well, it's the state of Washington. And uh, I mentioned this a couple of hours ago, and I've gotten some emails for people who work for the state, Dory, I work for DNR. My manager told me that the new emphasis on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, 
is making it impossible to fire people who add to the diversity of our staff. And Mark James is a he is a black man. Uh, I don't know if it's that, but I've I've had several people who have contacted me, emailed me, and said that they believe that with the emphasis on DEI, it is almost an impossibility for the state of Washington or any government agency to get rid of somebody that they believe adds to their diversity. But can you imagine 22 prior felonies get hired? Five more felonies. Stay hired. Steal from developmentally disabled patients. Keep your job. Get reassigned. It's unbelievable. Brandy Cruz on her podcast talked to the reporter on this story, uh, Tacoma News Tribune's Sean Robinson. He had stayed up late to see his Uncle Will. No, you know, that's not it. This is second chances are good. Redemption is good. I want to believe in redemption. I don't want people to be, you know, condemned forever. Um, but you know, there's that, and then there's, um, you know, just putting a bottle of bourbon in front of a recovering alcoholic. Here's an example of one of the thefts. There's one particular patient who had special shoes, and uh, Mr. James takes out money in you know forty fifty dollar increments four times in two weeks and says, "This is for shoes." And later, the investigator goes and talks to the patient and says, did you, you know, the patient is known for having these special shoes. And they ask the patient, uh, do you have, did you get new shoes? And he's like, no, I've had these for a year. Real upstanding guy. But that's what it takes to be hired, you know, to do some government work. There's some great government workers. You know, I was talking earlier today, people who restore power in storms, who clear the roads in storms, all that. We've got a lot of great government workers, but we have a lot of government workers who are the worst of the worst. And this guy is the worst of the worst of the worst. Your tax dollars at work. Okay, quick time out, then we'll come down to favorite sound bites of the day. Awesome audio next here on the Dory Monson Show. Stretch we come. What a day, what a show, what a show, what a day. Before I get into our awesome audio, it is time to announce our Seahawks code word. Go to mynorthwest.com slash win and enter the code word tackle. Tackle is your code word. Uh, if you enter, again, mynorthwest.com slash win, you'll be entered to win two tickets to see the Seahawks host the Carolina Panthers on December 11th. This code word expires at 11.59 tonight. Details and rules at mynorthwest.com slash win. And we're going to have three winners today, so you got a shot at this. Tackle is your code word. And with that as mere prelude, let's get to our favorite sound bites of the day. This is Dory Monson's awesome audio clips of the day. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's engaged to be married, lucky guy, her fiancé is white, she sounds like a white supremacist. Anyway, AOC's white fiancé is telling us how we can combat racism. So, Riley, what has been helpful to you in combating racism? Uh, I think it's helpful. In the- is it, did I hear this right, Nicole? 
Did she say the name of her fiance at the beginning? Riley. Is she, is she engaged to Bill O'Reilly? Is that <laughs> what she's called him? Or listen again. So, Riley, what has been helpful? Uh, I can't tell. Okay. Anyway, okay. Let, let's find out how to combat <laughs> racism together. So, Riley, what has been helpful to you in combating racism? Uh, I think it's helpful and important to talk to other white people about racism. And I think a lot of people, they don't want to be racist. They don't think that they're racist, but they also don't know some of the things that they believe or say are and can be racist. And I think one of the like effective ways is just to talk and kind of help teach them about why some of the things they believe or say or think are wrong, mm -hmm. not necessarily racist, but that they're wrong. And that'll sort of like chip away. Man, dude sounds like a raging white supremacist to me. Uh, also in our Congress, as you know, there's nothing Democrats hate more than election deniers. Donald Trump, an election denier. Got all kinds of people who won't accept results of elections. Uh, the Democrats have just elected the new House Minority Leader, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. He's their kind of politician. So, Riley, what has been... Oh, here you? you go. Seems to me that there's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And that patriotic Americans have a responsibility to try to figure out what the heck happened in terms of the malignant tumor that seemed to have been embedded in that 2016 campaign. What did the president know? Regular order. When did he know it? Regular order. And how do we prevent regular this order. type of malignant activity from happening again? He sounds like a racist to me. So he's an election denier. Okay, that's they can be election deniers. You can't. That's that's the way it is. And then finally, just as I was going on the air today, I heard that one of the many lead singers of Fleetwood Mac, Christine McVie, passed away after a very short illness. She was in the hospital. Her family was with her. She was 79 years old. I never would have guessed that she was 79. But uh, great voice, part of the soundtrack of my life. Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac passed away at age 79. And like I said earlier, I got some fascinating responses. Not, I, I, I didn't like them when I was in high school and Rumors was the biggest album in the land. Now I love their music. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.